Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Such a good, great way to, to kick off the year. I know last week was kind of a New Year's service, kind of a New Year's Eve service, but this is official, all right? This is officially a weekend, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to share this time with you today. Hey, we're going to do this. Um, first of all, if, if you're a guest with us here today, I just want to say thanks for coming to be a part. Thanks for spending your first Sunday of the year with us, and uh, it's amazing. We, we consider this kind of a family gathering, and there's a lot of people who come in and out, um, and uh, we're always honored for those people who come and, and decide to spend uh, their time with us this morning. We, we, we pray that it's a, a rich uh, experience for you uh, as you as you worship with us. Um, here's what we're going to do next. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward, and we're going to receive um, uh, the tithes and offerings, which is a chance to give financially this morning. And, and uh, this is a continuation of our worship. It's with joy in our heart that we give. And so uh, another quick little thing, though, some of you guys give online. You may have seen some emails this last week or so. We've just switched our online giving system because we do that from time to time. And, uh, and so if you normally give online, we want to kind of throw a little incentive your way. We know it's a hassle to have to change to set up new accounts. If you're like me, I can't stand setting up new accounts all the time. Um, and so if you actually go online uh, and set up an account and give, we're going to send you a coupon for a free drink at the at Brood Awakening. So if you're smart, you will go and make a donation for like a dollar and then get like a $4 drink for free. So see, you can uh, pull one over on the church because we know that's what you want to do, right? I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you can go online. Um, uh, you can go to vinelife.com. The, the website's under maintenance right now. There is a link uh, to give there. Also, um, our, if, if you give by text message, I know a lot of you guys give regularly through text message, again, because it's, it's right in front of you. It's convenient. You can just, uh, the new text number uh, from here on out is this number right here, 84321. So if you can't remember it, I'm sorry, but you need to get your, your memory checked, right? 84321. That should be pretty pretty memorable. You'll get some instructions. Um, if you just text that number any amount, just put a number and text it to that number, you're going to get a text message link back, and you'll set up that account. It's super simple. We think you'll really like it. Um, with that said, we know a lot of you guys give uh, as well this morning uh, as we pass the buckets around. This is a chance for us to, um, to sow into the church and, and a new year. Um, as we believe that God is, is continuing to want to express his goodness in our community here and beyond. So uh, can we join in prayer before we pass the buckets? God, we thank you today um, uh, that you have been faithful to us just as we were singing. Your mercy is new every morning, and your faithfulness never expires. And we thank you, Lord God, that even as we give today, it's just, it's a simple act. But we thank you that it's, it's the practice, it's, it's the way that we demonstrate that you're a trustworthy God. And that you have our best in, in your interests, God. So we thank you today that you're a good father, and that you know us, and you know what we need. And so as we give, Lord God, 
Let our gift be a seed into a great year. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Hey, we got some announcements for you. You guys want to take a look at the screens? Hey, Vine Life. Katie Hammond coming back on the big screen. Here are your first 2018 video announcements. We're still looking for volunteers for Operation House Guest. This is the ministry that meets on Monday nights that helps our homeless friends in need by housing them and giving them a meal. This will go through the middle of March, so we do need some help until then. If you're interested in donating a meal, donating gift cards, or making a meal, contact Marcia Sue and she can get you all set up. 2018 means the start of a new year, which means it's a great way to get involved with some of our ministries. Whether you would like to serve in ministries like Vine Life Kids or Kainos, or you would just want to get involved in a ministry that might be good for you, such as our Pyre Men's Ministry or Dance Before the King Dance Ministry, this is a great time to get involved. You can check out the Vine Life website or our Vine Life Facebook page to get more information about those ministries. Speaking of Pyre, our Pyre Men's Ministry will be meeting on January 19th, that's the third Friday of January, at 7 o'clock. They meet at the back of the Vine Life parking lot where they have food and they gather around a bonfire and just kind of talk about life. Pyre is open to men of all ages and men from all walks of life, so feel free to bring your friends. Do you have a testimony of how God is working in your life and you don't mind sharing it with Vine Life community? We're looking for people who are willing to share some of those awesome testimonies in order to encourage the rest of our Vine Life family. If you're interested in sharing them, please reach out to one of our elders or any of the Vine Life staff. For any newcomers, welcome to Vine Life. We're so glad you're here. If you don't mind taking a moment to fill out the orange connect card in the seat back of the seat in front of you, we would love to get to know you a little bit better. You can also take that card back to the coffee kiosk and we'll give you a free drink just for coming in. And those are your first 2018 video announcements. Hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Ready for 2018? Uh, I want to invite my brothers up. Uh, We're going to spend some time with you this morning. And as they come, I have to share with you, we had a supernatural occurrence at our house. Um, We discovered somehow, miraculously, over the last month, all of my clothes have shrunk. (laughs) I I don't know what caused that. you know, certainly, certainly different anyway. Well, it's good to see you. Good morning. I'm going to drag this out a little bit. Um, Vine Life's an elder-led community, and the elders that lead it are here on the platform. And we want to talk with you a little bit about some aspects of what that means. So all of the elders are different I'm maybe a little better looking, or no. We're all different. We all have different gifts, uh, and that's a beautiful thing. 
when you're talking about leadership. We operate as a team. We're mutually submitted one to another. We keep Jesus at the center of what we're doing. We speak our perspective from the five-fold voices, apostle, prophet, um, evangelist, teacher, and pastor. And we work together before the Lord to try to discern where he's leading us. Right now, we're a community in transition. And uh, that can be kind of tough for us all, I think. We're off the map. Uh, We don't necessarily know exactly where you're going. We're going. And to me, it seems like that's sort of what happens when you have your first child. Okay? For those of you that have had children, think back to your first child. Now, I have to issue a disclaimer here. Anytime a man gets up and starts talking about pregnancy... He's liable to get himself in trouble, okay? So I'm not speaking to that. It's just a metaphor. Um, When we have that first child, we don't really know what what that means. What's that going to be like? And so we have some tools that kind of help us. I remember now when Betty and I were having kids, they had these things called sonograms where you could uh, attempt to discover the gender of your child. And I use the word attempt because I can tell you that we had three kids and they were wrong every time. We went from blue to pink, pink to blue, pink to blue. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't always work out. But we did have that kind of tool. We had a tool with the doctors where, as, as most of us who have had children, there's periodic checkups uh, to see how the baby's doing and uh, how the mom is doing. I remember, <laughs> I remember when we were going through this with our first child, we went to Lamaze. Have, have, have any of you been to Lamaze? You know Lamaze? So if you don't, Lamaze is a system that trains a mother and a father in working together and how the father can help the mom and the things that the mom can do in having a baby. And I can remember being in this, somebody's living room, and there were like six couples there, and these, these poor pregnant ladies, different stages of pregnancy, and, and they looked like a seals sort of basking on the floor with their anxious husband over them, you know, ready to provide chapstick or, or whatever it may be. So that's, that's the way it seemed to me as we were having our babies. And the thing that I th- think is common is we have some questions. When we're going to have a baby, we'd like to know if it's going to be a boy or girl. We'd like to know if it's going to be more than one. Uh, We'd like to know what it's going to be like when we bring the baby home. Do you remember when you brought your first baby home? Oh, my gosh. I mean, we thought we knew all these things, and then suddenly there it was, just her and us, you know. It was a little scary. And we always wonder what the baby's going to look like, too. Is it going to look like mom, going to look like dad, look like great-grandpa or the guy next door or what? You know, we want to know what the baby's going to look like. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so, we, yeah. Generally speaking, we sort of track how a pregnancy is going by how the mom looks and how the mom feels. And so we have these questions like, how are you feeling? How was your last checkup? When are you due? Uh, all those kinds of things. And in the same way for us as a community, We have those kinds of checkpoints as well. And we ask ourselves questions like, is anything happening? 
you know? I mean, in pregnancy, something doesn't seem to happen every day, like there's some change in how mom looks or anything. I mean, some days there are, yes, but not all the time. And we wonder the same thing as a community in transition is, is anything's happening? Uh, a second thing we kind of wonder about is, who's the doctors? So who's, who is providing advice and input and perspective to what's going on in our experience? Who are the doctors? A third question, which I think is always kind of fun, and that is, um, is the baby going to look like the baby next door? Okay, and by that what I mean is that a lot of times we all, almost all of us, come from a different church perspective. And we have a different kind of expectation about how things might work or how they might operate. The challenge is, and all these churches are great, the challenge is that we're unique. Every church is unique. And what God is calling us to is to not be the church next door. Okay? He's calling us to a different place. He's leading us to the place he wants us to go to, not to replicate what's happening on Lookout Road down the street. In March of 2016, uh, the elders went before the Lord and said, Lord, what shall we do? What do you want us to do? Where are we going to go? And the Lord gave us five things, and I think we have a slide of them. Uh, And what the Lord shared with us is he wanted us to expand leadership, uh, team leadership. Uh, He wanted us to go deeper in equipping. He wanted us to develop um, a discipleship culture in our community. He wanted us to go on mission and he wanted us to care for each other and for the health of our community. So from March until this day, that's what we have tried to do. Now, it's not always evident, just like the gestation of a baby isn't always evident, but it's always happening. And God is always present, right? And he's always active in our lives. So it has gone on that way. So this morning... Uh, My brothers, Ed and Mike, are going to talk a little bit about a couple features of where we're at as a community and what God is stirring in their hearts. Is that okay? All right. Ed? You just got a glimpse of what our meetings look like. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy to have a little bit of time to talk about uh, vision and purpose. Uh, part of what I hold in this eldership is, is, is this place of, of, of vision. Um, it's something I'm after, something that I continue to try to remind us about, because sometimes our tendency is to get down into the details so much that we have... Um, we lose sight of where it is we might be going. I would disagree with Bob, which we do. I love that, that we can. Uh, That I believe we know where we're going. We're just not sure exactly what the steps are between here and there. Uh, I love Lewis and Clark because they knew the Pacific Ocean was there, but the minute they hit the Mandan camp on the Missouri River, um, turning, turning west, they were off the map, and they had no idea. 
They thought the mountains they were going to cross were about 3,000 feet, and they ended up being 12 and 13,000 feet. Um, everything they brought with them, they had to leave on one side of the mountains and go to the other side with little or nothing. Um, sometimes it feels that way. Sometimes it feels that way. So, Lord, help us in this place that I believe that in the study of Acts, we're discovering that with the disciples, with the apostles as they went out into the world, that they went with very little other than the knowledge and awareness of Christ. And somehow we're, we're being asked as disciples and apostles to enter into that because, honestly, what has been coming over the past I don't know, 1,300 years or so, made a huge, it came pretty far, and something is sh- needing to shift if the church in a, the West is going to survive. Uh, it, the church in Africa and in India and in other places around the world is expanding. China is expanding pretty dramatically. In America and in Europe, it's kind of moving the other way. And part of that brings up questions. What do we do, Lord? What are you asking of us? So our Vine Life vision um, is to awaken the world to the fullness of life in Christ. That's high. That's a vision. That's high. Um, I believe that, and then our purpose is, as a community, um, to call to transform our world through discipleship Um, of both the body of Christ and those who don't yet see Jesus Christ. It's, how do we do that? That I would like to unpack these statements a little bit. And our vision to awaken the world to the fullness of life in Christ is, again, very broad. And I believe it expresses our participation with the body of Christ on earth to fulfill Jesus' desire for us, as expressed in Matthew 16, 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Wherever that is, that's in Matthew 16, 15. So proclaim the gospel to all creation. That's, 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 a, that's a his desire. And in Matthew 28, 19 to 20, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. This is Christ's desire. This is his, his desire for us, and he would like us to enter into that reality with him, come into that. So I believe that's our vision. It's high, and it puts us in this place of the body of Christ at large. How do we enter in and become aware of that, Lord, in what we're doing? Um, I, when endless ocean, bottomless sea, uh, there, there's no end to the affection that you have for me. We sing these things, and I'm, I'm like, man, there it is. That, there it is. There's that, there's that desire. There's that gospel being proclaimed to all creation. There it is. It's, it's right in those places. Our purpose um, is to transform our world through discipleship of both the body of Christ and those who don't yet see Jesus Christ. 
That, I believe, is expressed in the appeal of Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 20. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who might live no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him this no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. I believe that we are moving in that direction. That is, that is our destination, and we are moving there. How that manifests itself, what are the steps along the way, we're learning them, and we're growing in them together. If we choose to, we, you know, there were a few folks who didn't want to continue on with Lewis and Clark. I'm done, man. And they went back. That's okay. Lord, help us in this place. There were others who, who joined them along the way uh, to, to go all the way to the end. So I'm very grateful uh, for all that's happening here. I believe we've been moving forward into our vision and purpose by the grace and truth we are learning to abide in together. We're learning. Disciples learn. That's the definition of the word. They are people who um, learn of Christ. They are people who, who are willing to be taught of the Holy Spirit. They're, that's who we are, and we are growing in that place. Uh, we are being called up and into the one who made their home in us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one. We're being called up into that place. If we're, the manifestation of the move is occurring, in our children, as we heard through the testimonies last week of Irvine Life Kids leadership, Kinos leadership, and all the individual testimonies that were here. And I, know, I believe that probably almost everyone in this room could give one. Uh, some, there's a shift happening. Transformation is happening. The manifestation of the move is occurring in discipleship groups in the house, happening now and hopefully will increase in the year. There's an expressed growing awareness from many of you that God meets us, meets you where we truly are, right here. The good news is being preached. That is the good news. Jesus Christ is not separate from you. He's not separate from you. That is the good news. How do we preach it? How do we come into it? And it's increasing in us. Uh, there's on, um, it's happening through Mwabiza, and it's happening through Amigos outside, it's happening in other places outside, it's happening through pyre and dance, as well as other things inside the house. The increase is happening here. 
There are many ongoing interactions with people outside of these walls who are not part of any churches and not yet seeing the presence of God as Christ, but are aware of the presence of God they are abiding in and exploring the possibility that the presence is Christ. I, I find that. I've been invited and continue to be invited into groups out there that are willing to explore the presence of God. And in the conversations that are taking place, revelation of Christ is beginning to happen. They're beginning to recognize that there's one, one thing holding it all together. That's the Lord. One thing. One. Not 45,000, not 16, not 20. One. And in that presence that exists, that they're becoming aware of, they're beginning to go, huh, that might be Jesus. Every knee can bow before the presence of the Lord. Not because I've taken a sword and cut someone's knees out uh, by trying to condemn them, but because the love of Christ is reaching, it's moving, and it's increasing. Um, the exploration is based in truth and grace. And I hope and believe that many, that that may be happening in many of our lives. I hope so. I believe it is. I would, I, and that our expressions, and it happens by the expression of loving our neighbors and loving our enemies, as Jesus asked of, of us to do. It's both and. It's not either or. I may not like my neighbor, but I get to love him may have trouble with them sometimes because they disagree with me politically or they disagree with me in one way or another and I get to love them and demonstrate the love of Christ to them. I'm grateful and I appreciate all of you who've remained with us and those of you who have joined us as we've moved out of the order of the past through the disorder of liminal space, the transition that we're in, and, and are discovering the reorder that's emerging through all of our willingness to be disciples and learn something new so that the world may know the love of Christ and know the abiding, that abiding in him is right here and right now, that forgiveness is right here and right now. I'm going to read a little bit out of Isaiah 50. I was um, upstairs this morning in, in prayer, and uh, this showed up. Isaiah 54, the Lord has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. I thank you, Lord, that we are disciples of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that as a disciple I'm learning, we're learning, we're willing to be taught of the Holy Spirit and of the Scriptures and of the relationship with you, Lord, and willing to see that there is no place you are not. There's no place you're not, Lord. Uh, I thank you that that happens morning by morning.
So I'm going to end with this and then ask Mike to take us a little further. Thank you and bless you. And may the awareness that his light shines within and upon us is increasing in us morning by morning. Amen. Thanks, Ed. All right. I'll try to keep mine to a quick hour, so we, uh, just kidding. Um, and also, for a disclaimer, all statements around pregnancy and labor and delivery are solely Bob Young's. <clears throat> he did not run those statements by the eldership, so those are all him. B. Young at VineLife.com, right? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, and my only uh, thought on that is, yeah, men, like, just don't go there, right, with, with things... My personal experience is a quick story, and then we'll jump in real quick. Um, I had a sports injury years ago where I fractured my tibial plateau. It's your shin bone right below your knee is a vertical crack, just crack down like that, excruciatingly painful, like the worst pain. And the orthopedic surgeon, he said to me, he looked me in the eye, a medical doctor, he says, well, now you can go home and you can tell your wife that you have something that was more painful than childbirth. And I thought, well, that's doctor's advice. Like, you know, he's not going to lead you wrong. So I told Sarah, I'm like, hey, you know what the doctor said? This is worse than childbirth. And you just get that look. It's like, oh, man. So just, I'm just saying, like, let's just leave that alone, okay? Yeah. All right. So a couple things I just want to touch on um, real quick. Um, A few things that um, the Lord is showing us that um, feel really pertinent right now. The five things that uh, Bob had up on the screen. Um, are, are beautiful and good. We're doing well in some of those areas. We're struggling in some of those areas. Um, the two things I want to talk about are our missionality and discipleship. So those were two different numbers. Yeah, so three and four. So when, when, when those came, they, they came as five individual things. As we're exploring missionality and we're exploring discipleship, I think what we're seeing is that these are really one and the same. Right? They're just two sides of the same coin. So with missionality and discipleship, you can't really be, are you really a disciple of Christ if you never eventually go out on mission? Right? Can you be a disciple of Christ for 50 years and never go? You know, the Great Commission, go, go, make disciples of all men, teach them, reveal to them all these things. And missionality, the flip side of that, if you just go right out on mission without discipleship, what do you get? You get like the crusades, right? So missionality without discipleship is flawed, and discipleship without missionality is not really discipleship, right? So what I think the Lord is, is showing us here um, is that this is where we're going, that the church, it's time for the church to, to leave the building. It's time for us to go, to go out Vine life is beautiful. I just hear from so many different people that vine life is just the presence of God just rests. The presence, it's so beautiful. We, I, I believe we've done such a great job at stewarding the presence of the Lord. We breathe in, we soak. That's all great. And there's time to go out. And the Lord is showing us that now is that time to start going out. So, okay, like Ed talked about, Um, We're in order. We have our order. We have our way of doing things. The Lord is reordering things. Okay, so when you get reordered, that means things get changed, dismantled. You move into disorder, which is horribly uncomfortable before you move back into reorder. So right now we're in this this place of God, show us. 
Show us what this is going to look like. We don't know ultimately what this is going to look like. Some of our conversations in eldership and in senior leadership are around exploring concepts of missional communities. What is, doing, what is being on mission together? What does that look like? And I wish, I wish that we could, come, we could stand up here and tell you exactly how it's going to look, exactly what it's going to look like, but we don't know. And I would, I would further say that it's not ours to design. Okay, the Holy Spirit is building something here. The Holy Spirit, the Father, is building something very unique and special here. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to be in leadership and feel like the majority of your answers to questions are, I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult to be out where everybody is and say, where are we going? What's happening? What are, we, what are we being led into? It can feel uh, aimless. It can feel like there's a lack of purpose. And I recognize that. We've heard that. And that's hard. And I just want to acknowledge that. I just want to acknowledge that this season has been challenging. It's been tough for a lot of us. So I acknowledge that. And I want to thank you for having the long-suffering, for having the tenacity, for having the patience to hold in, to stay on, to not jump ship, to go where there's already order, but to stay. If you're called to stay, thank you for staying. Right? It's not easy. Where we are with it, real quick, I'd like to just give a few next steps, because I feel like we're at a place where we can maybe talk about some next steps. It's difficult when you hear these conceptual things at the 80,000-foot level around discipleship and missionality and missional communities. Like, that's, that's great, but what can I do? What, what about me? I'm glad you're getting something, but what... What does this mean for me? So a couple things around that. So around discipleship, you know, there, there are a few things going on right now. There are a few things you might have heard uh, around cohorts. That's one uh, um, expression of discipleship that's an ongoing um, uh, discipleship <clears throat> tool. Um, the, the thing with discipleship is if it's not replicatable, right, it's going to what, die in a generation. Right, so discipleship. We need to. We're called to make disciples, who make disciples, who then make disciples, and this is replicatable, right? So that the whole world. If we're not replicating, how does the whole world become a disciple? Right. So the hope is, as as a cohort is one expression of discipleship. Other expressions of discipleship will emerge. You know, who are the disciple makers in the house? Who needs to be disciple? We all need to be discipled. Who are the disciple makers? What is the Holy Spirit stirring in you in terms of being a disciple maker? So discipleship is huge. We're exploring uh, outlets for that in addition to the cohort. Missional communities, being missional, being on mission, breathing in, breathing in the Holy Spirit. But as was talked about last year, if all you do is breathe in, you die, right? So you need to breathe out. So breathe out what we've been given with presence in the Spirit of God. So missional communities. So what does that look like? What does it look like to do mission individually or in community? So we have a number of people here that are already doing that individually in individual places. You know, we see that the Lord has put in each of you a uniqueness, a unique gift set, a unique passion, a unique ability to reach certain people. Like, you can reach people that I can't reach. You have relationship with people I probably won't ever have relationship with and vice versa. So if we do this individually, that's great. That's great. If 
we do this collectively, if us as a body are called to be on mission and do that together, you know, we're not, we're, we're never supposed to be individual, completely individualistic in our faith, right? We do this together. We do this together in community, in partnership, tied, a brotherhood, all of that. So what do missional communities look like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could tell you exactly what they look like, but that's where we're trusting. We, ha- we have faith. The Holy Spirit, guys, he's building something here. I'm telling, you he's, I'm telling you he is building something here. He's building it. We're not building it. We're just trying to see what he's building. We're trying to follow. We're trying to listen and discern and see what he's building so we can be good stewards of that, so we can be obedient to what he's building. So what I'd like to invite you into some next steps in this is I'm believing, we're believing, if the Holy Spirit is doing this in the house, it's probably already happening with you guys in terms of maybe something new, a new spark, a new something around discipleship, around missionality. What are you, what's stirring? This is my question I'm asking you this morning is what's stirring in your heart for people, for the lost? Who do you have access to? What's stirring? Because we can't, like, talk you into this or whip up a, you know, temporary woo, a frenzy around missionality. It's, that's not what's happening, and that's not what we want. But what we do want is to hear from you. What's the Lord showing you? What's coming up for you guys? Right? So the elders, we meet back there in that corner back there. Uh, at the end of every service, we're available. We're available to share things. If you have questions, we're, able, we're available to listen anything. We're just here for you. As fathers of the house, we are here for you. We love you. We care for you. So what we'd love to do, we'd invite you into, as you're praying about this, first thing is pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Papa, what, where are you showing me? What's coming up for me? What, what are you bringing up? What are you showing me that I can go to the lost or go to the hurting or go to the addicts or go to the homeless or go to the whoever and say, yeah, you know, Jesus, So pray. I would invite you to pray into that. As we're moving into this, see what the Lord brings up for you. Once that comes up, man, please, we'd love to hear what's coming up for you back. A great great place is back at the end of service every Sunday, back there, to hear what's happening. I don't know if we're going to hear 200 unique things or if we're going to hear one or two reoccurring themes that the Lord is, where, where he's moving. I don't know. It's exciting, though. It's exciting, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's easier to stay on the map. It's easier not to cross the Missouri and just stay where it's comfortable, but I don't know. That's not what we're, <laughs> what we're called into here. Um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a challenging season, and I'm sorry for that. It's been challenging for all of us. And I just want to acknowledge that and thank you for sticking it out. Thank you for that long suffering. Thank you for the patience and faith. I feel like once we have moved from disorder into reorder, once we see, once we're in it, we're going to be blown away at what the Holy Spirit has built here, what he's done here. Guys, do you know what this house has gone through, what we've walked through, what we've walked through again and then had to walk through again and all of these things that have been so hard heart-wrenching and yeah it's not been easy and it's it's still not easy so thank you for hanging in thank you for staying thank you for the long suffering and and trust and know i'm 
telling you, the Holy Spirit is building something beautiful here. And I'm very excited to see what that is and what that looks like. All right? Does that sound good, guys? So discipleship, missionality, please pray into those things. Let's, that's where we're going. That's what's happening. So we would love to meet with you, talk with you back behind um, chairs over there by the prophetic word and healing rooms after each service. Or if you'd rather uh, schedule time with us, you can do that as well. So thank you, guys. We love you. You're amazing. And bless you. Yeah. Well, I realize I'm not going to escape the maternity metaphor here. It's not, not going particularly well, so I'll try to extract myself out of this. You've been a great audience, and I echo everything that, that my brothers have said. Um, when we set out and discover we're going to have a child, a couple of things happen. One is, we know we're going to have a baby. We can be excited about that. We can anticipate that. We can be a little scared by that. But through all of those things, the reality is the baby's coming. The baby is coming. It's on its way. And we can be excited about that because anyone who's ever had a child knows that feeling when you first see your baby. You see the one that God gave to you. It's the same for us as a community. We're on our way. Now we don't know exactly what the baby's going to look like, but we know there's a baby there. We know there's a baby there, and we want everyone here to engage in that. Our walk with Jesus, if we hold our walk with Jesus to a Sunday morning experience, Sunday morning experience, which is great, I love what happens here. I love the presence of the Lord here. I love to see our kids get shaped and developed in our youth. I love to see people being prayed for and giving words and encouraging each other, just as a lot of times people in this room do at the end of the service. That's a beautiful thing. But it does not represent the fullness of our walk with Christ. The fullness of our walk with Christ is more approached as we enter into discipleship, as we're called into missionality, and as we understand our baby is to awaken the world, starting with ourselves, to the fullness of life in Christ. That's what we're doing. Okay? No more babies. Let's stand, please. Ministry team, could you come? We'll have some words on the screen here, and uh, uh, these are things that we've been shown regarding uh, mainly physical challenges. You may have other things going on in your life. You may have something going on vocationally or financially or relationally or lots of other places. This is an opportunity to connect with people who are skilled and trained to pray with you and go before the Lord with you to intercede and bring comfort and insight and peace. So as we leave today, if that's you, for whatever reason, please come this way. For everybody else, well, I guess for everybody, God bless you guys. You have a fabulous week. We're going to look so much forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week.